Live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot, shoot the, the breeze. breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. Yo, 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 it's lunchtime. No, you do it wrong. It's... Yo, 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 it's lunchtime. Immediately we're arguing. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Spoy Away, bruv. Yeehaw! Oh my gosh, there was there was a little bit of something in that. I don't know what that was. Yeehaw! Oh my god. Please stop doing it. No. What? I thought you were about to you leaned into the mic. I thought you were doing it again. Yeah. Oh god, he was. <laughs> oh no. I'll do it again if you want me to. Uh, God, he's a teenager. No, I don't want you to. I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> Guys, there's no winning with these teens. Yeah, that's anyway, true. Anyway, welcome back to an up- another episode of Speak Away, bruv, everybody. Yes. Uh, today, Cooper, it's midterms. Yes, and it was a very interesting start to that episode. It was a very interesting start to the episode. I did not tell Cooper that I was launching into a, a High School Musical 3 reference, but he just ran with it. Welcome back, everybody. We are today. Uh, it's it's midterms, Cooper. It's your the middle of your term at school. Um, maybe it's the middle of the season. We don't know. What are seasons in podcasting? I don't know. How many episodes should we do in one season before we get a new... A new intro, maybe. A new intro. Is that what is that what's on the line? Maybe that's what's coming up in the next season. Stay tuned. When is when, the next season? Yeah, when should we cut off first season? Dunno. This is probably a conversation that we should have off mic. But you know, let's let's let the I have an idea of when we should cut it off, but All right, let's talk about that later. For now, let's talk about the top of the shore. Top of the shore's here. So, top of the show, uh, Cooper and I both have something to talk about. Cooper, I know that you've been itching for the last two weeks to talk about this thing that's on the that's finally made it to the schedule. Yes, I was literally a few weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to say it this week. And he's like, no, we've got too much. And I'm like, but I want to say it. And that's why I'm going to start us off. So, this yes, week. Yes, please, I do want you to start us off, actually. No, you start. No. Fine. We'll just never get to what you want to talk about. No. No. So this uh, past week, ladies and gentlemen, there has been a visitor to our lovely sunshine state of Queensland. Um, Ironically, it's been one of the visitors has been rain. There's been a lot of rain last week. But before the rain. Was it Lin-Manuel Miranda? No, he's our next visitor in the Sunshine State. Oh, yes. Lynn, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. We would love to have you on this podcast we'd if also, somehow you're listening to this. We'd also love to have the person who you're about to talk about and who I'm going to talk about later in. Yes. So, uh, the the rain this week might be attributed to, to tears because we are, we are grieving the loss of of Ed Sheeran being on our shores. Ed Sheeran was in Brisbane for three nights. He broke the record for um, occupancy at Suncorp Stadium. How many were there? 
Was uh, it like every night it was packed and that venue holds about fifty thousand people. So yeah. there were at least hundred and fifty thousand. Were there seats like on the pitch? Yeah. So I know it's about fifty two with fifty two just in seating. Not including the stuff on the pitch. I would say it was around 180,000 people over the two night, uh, over the three nights that he was here. Yeah. And what, it was 85,000 in one night in Sydney? Uh, at at Acor, um, yeah, Acor Stadium last night. Yeah, I think it was about 85. And he's doing two nights there. I believe so, yes. So he's down in Sydney now, but I had the pleasure of going to... Uh, the Sunday night show with my mum and uh, just what a show. I know, uh, you know, we've done we've done quite a bit of live performance visiting in the last uh, few weeks. Yes, we've done Elton. Elton. Hamilton. Hamilton, yep. Uh, John Mulaney. Yes, we did go to John Mulaney. Um, I've also been to, uh, NADPOD, which is a and d podcast. I went and saw their live show when it was in town just the other day. Yeah. Who else? Who are you? Aren't you going to see more people later this year? Uh. Is Harry coming up here? I know he's in Melbourne. Uh, yes, Harry is coming up here, but I don't have tickets to that because they sold out in about three seconds. Would you have gotten tickets? Maybe. I like Harry Styles, but I mean, if I had to choose between Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, I would pick Ed Sheeran any day. See, I don't know much about Harry, so. Well, what I know is Ed's show was spectacular. Oh, yeah. The, the musicianship of having Ed standing on his own, um, for, for most of the show, he really only had the band for maybe five yeah. songs across the entire night. You know, uh, uh, two songs at the beginning, a song in about the middle and a few songs towards the end was really all he had the band there for. The rest of the time, it was literally him on a stage in the round with a guitar. He never left the stage. He never moved. He literally would just get a drink after a, after a song and keep going. And w- for those of you who either haven't seen Ed live or aren't familiar with how Ed constructs his shows, basically what he does is he uses loop stations. He actually has about four on stage with him, all hooked up to kind of a central computer system. And basically what it allows him to do is on the spot record his vocals and his guitar playing and it allows him to basically layer a bunch of different audio tracks on top of the other one on top of the other. So he creates all of his own um, guitar accompaniment. He uses the guitar as a percussive instrument. He like um, beats on it like a drum. He does all of his own vocal harmonies, which for anyone who knows anything about music, vocal harmonies are difficult to do at the best of times when you are layering multiple harmonies on stage in front of tens of thousands of people, I cannot fathom the, the just mental gymnastics and not for one song for pretty much every song that you've ever released. And there were songs that he did on the night that weren't in his set list. 
Yeah. And there were songs that literally he was like, I have, you know, I, I want to play this one tonight because, you know, you're a really great crowd. I haven't played it in a while. So I'm going to see if I can remember where yeah. I'm going with it. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, you said that the support act was also very amazing. So his support acts were amazing. So number one uh, was Budgera. So Budgera is a local um, performer. So he um, he's an Aboriginal artist with his own band and he was fantastic. He was really, really great. Um, really just own the stage. And then the second support performer who I was not familiar with um, but who I thought was fantastic was Maisie Peters. Um, she is a UK artist. She signed to Ed Sheeran's label, Gingerbread Records, Gingerbread Man Records. I can't recall off the top of my head. But Maisie was amazing. Amazing. Um, there's a really bad joke to be had there. Amazing. Just say it normally. There you go. So, yeah, Maisie uh, also has a band. They're great. Uh, her... Piano player and multi-instrumental talented uh, Tina, Tina Bot, shout out. Uh, also played Galway Girl with Ed on the fiddle. Um, it was it was spectacular. They're a great combo. But, um, yeah, both of them were incredible. You know that the show is going to be great when the support acts are really good. Yeah. Because I've been to live shows where the support acts were mediocre and it just kind of, it makes it really difficult for the, the performer to come out and really blitz yeah. it. Well, the sport actor sets it up. That's why. Exactly. So, you know, they're there to warm up the crowd. And, you know, I think that after Budgera and Maisie, by the time that the audience kind of got to Ed being on stage, the audience was really yeah. ready for him. But, you know, it was really insane. What? How Elton John, he didn't need a support act at all. It was just so insane from the get-go. That's true. He um, Ed, Ed's amazing, but Elton's just But also insane. Elton, you know, Elton has band. Yeah, Elton has a big band, whereas Ed doesn't as well. Yeah. There's a lot there's, of different There's a ways. lot of levels of artistry, and I think that, you know. Does Harry have a band? Harry does. Oh, yeah, Harry does have a band. Because Harry doesn't play any instruments, at least not, um, not all the time. He occasionally plays plays instruments, but predominantly he yeah. he dances on the stage. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. But does he have a support act? I don't know. I would probably assume so. Mm. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my takeaway from Ed Sheeran. It was it was a great night. Yeah, I absolutely love Ed's music. It's amazing. Mm. And the way I actually found out about Ed was when he was on Top Gear on the oh, last yes. on the last season with Jeremy James and Richard. Yeah, before they left for Amazon. He was on Top Gear and it was that's how I got to know him and then I listened to some of his music. See, I've been listening to Ed Sheeran since... Since he was playing in a bar or after Not, that? not quite that long. 
uh, I've been listening to him since A Team and since Lego House came out, which was, when was that? back in, ooh, I would say 2011. It seems right to me. 2015 is when I found out about him. Yeah, I think I think Lego House and or A Team came out in like 2011. Yeah, and he's had some cool projects, not only music, but from the Heinz ketchup ad he did. Yeah, they showed us he that was at in school. he was in that one scene in, in Red Notice. I wasn't going to say Red Notice first, but Game yes, he was in that Red Red Notice scene, and then yes, in Game of Thrones. Well, he said that in the Red Notice scene. Remember? Yeah, I was him. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, you don't know who I am. I was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I loved him in that. Oh, he that that was a funny little cameo. So um, that's that's kind of my update for this week of uh, what I've been up to. Cooper, you now desperately want to talk about uh, something that's been on your mind for a few weeks now. Tell yes. us. So I would like to talk about, actually, we kind of already touched on something similar. Clarkson's Farm, Series 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I really love Clarkson's Farm. I think out of the... Because they all now do shows because they don't do as much of the car show grand tour anymore. So they all have their own separate shows. So that they can justify Amazon paying them exorbitant amounts of money. So Jeremy's got the farm show. Richard's got the workshop show. So both of them have got businesses that are also shows. Yeah, and then uh, James's is travel. Well, Richard also does some other stuff on the side. Mm. So does Jeremy does like who wants to be a millionaire and is he still doing that? I thought that he'd given that up. Well, when they they talk about it in the second season, so I don't know whether he still. Yes, he does still do it. He does okay. still do it. They're thinking about cancelling him now after all the drama that's been happening. Yeah. But um, he's got at least one more season, I think. And then... Right, okay. Well, because they film those in, like, bulk. Yeah, They'll they film, do. like, a whole season in, like, three days. Yeah, that's what they normally do. But, yeah, and Richard does some other stuff, like, normally... What has he done? He's done also... The survival show and nature shows, that's mainly what he does. Oh, and science shows as well. He's done all of that in the past. And then James, his, the two things he's done since he left, since they haven't really done much of Grand Tour, has been the travel show, which they've done two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, which they're planning to do a third in America eventually. Oh, okay. Because he's done Japan and... Italy. Italy. I I didn't really watch the Japan one. The only time I watched the Japan one was a little bit in the lead up to Italy. Right, okay. And I watched Italy and I just don't think the travel show is my thing. Yeah, right. The only... I did like the scene where he drove a Ferrari though in the Italy one. Okay. And then... Well, he was supposed to go to America but... There was so much trouble with that 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 season three, I think, and then two was Italy. Right. Okay. So he was meant to s- he was meant to after Japan he was meant to go to America, but he ended up going after to Italy. after a little while. Yeah. But then because right. they'd have to do so much stuff, they just did Italy. 
Which well, because for a European-based film crew, Italy's a lot easier than I going there. I think it was to, to do with like visas and stuff that they yeah. that they couldn't do it. But and then there's one season of James May O. Cook. I think they're actually doing a second season, from what I know. Right. We've gone completely off Clarkson's Farm, which is the one thing you wanted to talk about. We've now talked about James May's shows for the last like two minutes. Yeah. Well, at least it's not twenty minutes. I mean, thank goodness for the audience. Yeah, but Clarkson's Farm, I really enjoyed the last season, I think. And I talked to Bailey about it when I first heard about so it. So this is made. season two, yeah? Yes, and it's already been confirmed season three. Uh-huh. So that's in the works. And, you know, I talked to Bailey about it way before it launched because he teased it when he was starting to film it, mm. before he started filming it. And, you know, Bailey Bailey said, like, you know, it's a farming show. It's probably not going to be that good. And I kind of had that opinion coming in, but it mm. really wowed me. Yeah. I think it was really cool and it's like comedy and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's got some great people in it who are not TV presenters. They're just regular farmers, people like Caleb Cooper. Like Caleb Cooper. Yeah. Gerald. My favourite. Oh, my God. My least favourite. See, I don't understand why he's your least favourite. Because if you cannot understand somebody, even when they're they're subtitled, that just infuriates me. But it's funny. No, it's not. I love Gerald. I get anxious about it. Gerald's my favourite in the whole thing. Yes, because you're weird. No. You're a weird person. He's funny. He's funny. He was literally standing right next to Jeremy and he used the walkie-talkie. That sort of stuff that you can't script. Uh, it's so funny. You're a weird person who likes weird things. I also like Caleb in it. He's so funny. I I know you like Caleb. But, you know, they don't... They still... So for, for members of our audience who might not have watched the show, explain to them what the show is. So, so that they have some context. So basically in the first season, it was all about, you know, Jeremy bought a farm in 2008 and he hired someone to run it. I think it might actually have been Gerald who ran it. Mm. Possibly. Not right. quite sure on that one. But, you know, and then he, the guy said, well, I'm retiring now. Mm. And that was just after they had finished filming the Grand Tour as like 10 episodes in a season it was only going to be like two episodes a year yeah so after they finished season three yeah when they reduced their episodes to basically just doing specials rather yeah, than doing two specials a year normally yeah and yeah so he was like well why don't i farm it myself and make a tv show out of it so that's what he did and he's got the whole team from the financier charlie mm. to the assistant um, Caleb, to the head of security, Gerald. Mm. Who else is on the team? Lisa, his girlfriend, who runs the shop. There's that other guy. Is it Nigel, who always dresses really fancy when he's driving the tractors? No, he's just a neighbouring farmer who does the 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 harvesting for them. Right, okay. Because he always has... I think he owns a combine or something. 
Right, and they don't have one. Well, because it's a quarter of a million pounds. That you Small only, change. That you only use once a year. I think yeah. Nigel rents it and then he uses it for them. Right, okay. But he's on it only really once a year. Mm. And, you know, they film it over a year because it's a whole year of farming. Yeah, they go through all the different, like, farming seasons. Yeah, and it's really fascinating because you learn about farming, but it's not boring. They, Because of Jeremy and that, they made it, they make it comedic and, you know. And very explicit. I mean, Jeremy destroys stuff. Like, that makes it funny. I, I mean, think that there's He not hit a power line. I, I think that it's not appropriately um, flagged how explicit it is. What do you mean? In terms of like the close-up shots of like cows pooping. That's only really in this episode, in this series. I know, but like... And the only like, reason they're doing that is because the reason he bought the cows in the new series is to... Is to use their dung as fertiliser and then to have them as milk cows and slaughter cows. Well, if you don't know, basically, when cows poo on the ground and then you bring the hens in, Mm. the the hens eat pretty much all the worms out of the... Feces. Yeah. And then they trovel it into the ground with their own so it fertilises the soil. Mm. And it's better than hydrogen, which they use. Yeah, it's, it's the old method. It's basically. um, there's a term for it from that 2042 film we watched. Yeah, um, I don't remember, but but it's a sustainable form of agriculture. Well, that's the only reason why they do it. Mm. And you know, it's very cool. You know, his tractor's so cool. I love it. His Lamborghini tractor. It's way too big. I love it. He's got two, you know, two. Does Lambert. he have two now? So. He probably had it when they were filming this season. Mm. Actually, they would have had it, but he doesn't really use it. He's got a 70s one. So that one's a 90s and he's got a 70s one. Right. Two Lambos and then there's that old 40s one. Yeah. That they use, which is really cool. I love it. It's really cool. So you would recommend that the audience go and at least give Clarkson's Farm a try, would you? And Yeah, and they... It's not like he doesn't talk about cars. There is car stuff mentioned in there. I mean, there's a whole scene in the new one where they're going to like an awards ceremony, which I can tell because they've already talked about it mm. in bulk, where they win an award and they, him and Caleb go in a Lambo. There you go. So, you know, they're still living, living the high life. Well, it's only because of his job. He has it for the week. He doesn't actually own any supercars anymore. Mm. Cause Not after the Ford GT. No, he had some after that. Mm. I'm surprised you remembered that. I remember many things. But really, he's only got the cars that he uses for the Grand Tour, his Alpha, his Lincoln and all that. Yeah, right. So just just his dailies, as you would call it. He's still got... Remember the green 600 Grocer from one of the yep. Top Gear episodes? He's still got that. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Alrighty. Well, audience, if you feel so inclined, Clarkson's Farm's a good listen. I mean, if we've got to take a recommendation out of both of our top of the shows this morning, listen to Ed Sheeran while watching Clarkson's Farm. 
No, you have to do them separately. Otherwise, you don't focus on Clarkson's farm. No, you've got to do them both at the same time. No, you're just making it so that people don't have to watch Clarkson's farm. I just know it. No, it's just, you know, you just got to watch them both at the same time. Overstimulate yourself. Yeah, I can't comment on Richard Hammond's workshop show because it isn't actually in Australia. But out of the ones that we get here, it's the best of all three of their shows. Right. If I could watch Hammond's workshop, which I'll... I hope I can, they'll bring it here. But, you know, I just hope. I've watched a few scenes, actually. I found mm. a way. It's on YouTube, but, you know. All right. Well, Cooper, shall we move on to a segment that we haven't done in a little while? Can I introduce it? Mum said so. Wait, no, it wasn't mum. It was Declan. I'm getting confused. It was Declan that said Do you that. think that Declan is our mum? No. I got very confused there. Because they both said it. Right. Well, I have no evidence to prove that this happened. But it is gonna thinking be about actually, it. Actually, do you want to say it at the same time? Oh, God. That's more pressure. Well, I'll count down. Three, two, and on one we say it. Okay. Three, two, one. Tell, Tell me, me why. That was such a bad idea. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. We're gonna talk about some stuff. And we're also gonna get copyrighted. No, we aren't because I changed it up and that was not the melody at all. So I think we're good. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes, Tell Me Why is back, lovely listeners. And today it's going to take up the majority of the show. We haven't the, the done rest it of in the show. six episodes. We haven't done it since episode two, yes. which was a number of weeks ago now. Number. But we're going to do uh, Tell Me Why again and for the remainder of the show. And this week we're talking about... Cooper's journey through distance education. Now, those of us, now those of you who've been with us since the first episode, you may recall that our first episode was all about Cooper's transition from traditional schooling into distance education. Now we're a number of weeks into the term. Cooper's just done his midterms. Yeah, and at the time I hadn't started it yet. It was just a. Uh you know, it was a looking forward. It was kind of a predicting. Yes. So, Cooper, you've done... We're about to go into week seven, correct? We've done five weeks. Five weeks. So I can't count. Going into week six. Going into week six. So, we're going into week six. I have a few questions for you. So, for people who maybe don't know what distance ed looks like, Tell us about what a day of distance education or let's say a week. Let's say in a week, what does your week look like in terms of when are you working? How much work do you have to do? What days do you kind of uh, fit the work into? Things like that. Yeah, so I can definitely do that. So because, you know, it's always different, but. Most of the time, my Mondays are quite packed. You know, I do like 
there's like 11 lessons in a week. That's another thing I like about it. It's not too much. It's not overloading. It's just right. Because you're not like you basically have one subject, uh, one class per subject per week. Yeah. So two lessons in each subject apart from one where there's one lesson. And what's the one subject with one lesson? You want me to say it? Yeah. You don't know? Well, just tell the people. It's Bible. Right, because you're at a... What kind of denominational school is it? Christian. It's a Christian... So it's a Christian denominational distance education school. Yes. Yes. So every class you have two lessons except for Bible, which is once per week. Yes, so I have 11 lessons. I have math, English, you know, science, house, business... Bible. Have I got that right? Declan, have I got that right? I have got that right, Declan said. There you go. Well done. And thank you, Declan, for being more across Cooper's schedule than he is. Well, you know. <laughs> do you think that your your older brother is your secretary? He's got work to do. He He's running a successful law firm. And losing people's numbers in the middle of it. What do you mean losing people's numbers? Remember the joke we made the other day? Vaguely. Okay. We'll talk about it when we get to that episode in a few weeks. Right. Okay. Teaser for the next episode. We're not doing teasers for the next episode anymore. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So walk us through... uh, Keep telling us about a week. So you've got seven subjects, two lessons for each one, and then one of Bible studies. Yeah. About oh, six, so six subjects, 11 lessons a week. Yep. Bish, bash, bosh. Did I get that right? Is that okay? Bish, bash, bosh. Bish, bash, bosh. And um, normally we do, uh, I do about two, not two, six lessons on a Monday. Wow, so that's over half. That's around half because that means that what I figured out with distance set is if I get the majority of the work done like early, then I don't, then one, I have more time throughout the week. I have more time throughout the week. And then I can actually, if I do it properly, I can have Fridays off. Oh, right. Okay. So you're stacking your school week into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Normally I get half of Thursday and Friday off. Okay. And, and then, then of course, the w- Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So I have those few days off, which is good. So you get, you're not compressing it all into a day or two days. But you're also about three and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still doing less than you would like in terms of hours dedicated. You're doing less than you would at a conventional school, but you're still getting the same kind of work. Yeah. I would say that I'm doing probably about half as much as I was doing at conventional school. And yet I'm still learning as much. Yeah. Because what you've got to account for with conventional school is not only the time you spend in class, the homework that you're given, all of these things. But you've also got to account for the fact that like travel time, 
extracurriculars. And also, if you don't get something finished in class, you have to do it at home. Exactly. Whereas if you don't get something finished in a lecture, you can do it right after the lecture and you can look back at everything and you have access to all of that data. Yeah, that's another useful thing is the webinars, which are pretty Mm. much in three days a week. There are meetings throughout all the subjects with the teacher and the other year nines in the subject, which basically it's a check-in for the week on each subject. Yeah. So like those three days and then the reason why we get so much done on Monday is because no webinars at all. Right. So no time having to be taken out by webinars. Yeah, so you don't need to log into any webinars on Monday, so you're able to just bang out a few lessons. And also, you know, if I do that for the early subjects in the week, then when they're talking about the same thing, it's just basically revising. Yeah, it's just reinforcement of that knowledge rather than learning it from scratch on the day. You kind of already have this knowledge understanding of it gained from your first lesson of the week yeah i think there are definitely quite big advantages with the whole distance education thing and i really love it yeah well we'll get there and we'll talk a bit more about that in a second so okay so you're doing monday to kind of midday tuesday so like three and a half days of work but doing a similar kind of workload to what you're doing in traditional schooling. But as we've just kind of pointed out, there's a lot of, um, you know, just lost time in a regular school day, you know, your lunches, your travel time, all of these things. Yeah. And, you know, once I've done my, like I've done a decent amount of work, then I can have a break. And the nice thing about being here is going on break at school, you have to sit outside in the muggy, in like the hot, humid or the rain mm. and you have to wait for like 50 minutes here, I could just sit on the couch and have a little bit of food and get straight back into it. Mm. So it's more relaxing and a lot, I think, a lot more beneficial. And efficient, it sounds like. It It is a lot more efficient if you if you plan it. So if you're... One of the people like, oh, just get it done on the last day, like and mm. two minutes before it's all due. Oh, it's fine. Then it. Who is this character <laughs> that you've just created? Oh, I'll I'll get it done. It's fine. I'm not worried about it at all. I don't know. I don't know. Grackle maybe. Grackle. <laughs> Where has the name Grackle come from? Spurred. What? <laughs> You've never watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, I see. Oh, the the grackles, the birds. What's that in reference to? <laughs> I know it's something that Holt says. Gra- no, it isn't. Something that Gina says when they're stalling. Oh. And grackles, they sound like the kind of bird that if they could speak, they'd go. I my. <laughs> right. Okay. So Basically a really terrible, terrible Australian-American cowboy accent. Right. Terrible. Okay, let's let's move swiftly along, shall we, away from this strange detour into a question about your teachers and the level of support. So obviously you're working 
uh, off campus so you don't have any uh, in-person face-to-face communication with your teachers but you know you've got these webinars you've got the ability to zoom call people you know microsoft teams all that kind of thing what is the support like from the teaching staff that you're working with and is that in any way impacted by the fact that you never see them in person yeah so i find you know i've got a case manager obviously which you know not just the case manager but everyone there's so supportive in the webinars they ask you know if anyone's got any questions you know and they run through the whole content and you know it's basically almost like what you would find in a classroom it just doesn't have any distractions you know what i mean yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah it's a classroom but obviously because you're on your own apart from a supervisor because you have to have a supervisor it's when you say supervisor what does that mean like so you have to have someone sitting next to you when you're working oh physically in the room so yeah the supervisor has to be in within the vicinity so okay so you know if you're in the same house as someone who can supervise yeah i guess so right okay Interesting. Yeah. It's just a way you don't have any distractions of people. Like, you know, when you sit in a classroom and then you look forward at the Mm. front of the classroom and then all you see is people in front of you gaming. Right. And then you get a view to the front. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and this is not a question that's prepared on our list, but it's it's something that I've just thought about because you've brought up, you know, seeing gaming. You know, you're at, you're at home. You're close to all of your devices, your iPads, your TVs, gaming consoles. Do you not find that they present a level of distraction to you in your working day? They are definitely a taunt. I would say that they are like just taunting you. you like yeah. you can see the TV from everywhere and it's just like, and good thing I sit away from my iPad because I'd be like, Arr. but also, you know, I do always think that, but then I'm like, well, hang on a minute. One, I'd never get to have that stuff when I'm on breaks at school. And I do when I'm doing distance ed mm. and also, also, if I do that work, then I have a full day off where I can use those devices. So it's like, mm. you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's it's reducing stress in the later part of the week by prioritizing that at the start of the week. I I can rationally understand that. But it's the reason I can never work from home because I get so distracted. I get distracted enough when I actually go to work and am, you know, immersed um, either out on set or in the offices. I I easily get distracted and I just could not do working from home. I know what you mean, but it's like, you know, you got to have that mental mindset. 
to be able to do homeschool. You need to be positively mental, bruv. You need to be positive in life. You should always try to lean on the positive side, everyone. Always look on the bright side of life. Do 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 do. See what's that accent? That's it's a song from the life of Brian, which you haven't watched because it's good. It what's that supposed to mean? Anyway, moving on. No, no, um, we're not moving on. What's that supposed to mean? No, you haven't watched it because you're probably just at the age now where you could start watching some Monty Python stuff. I'm very confused. So Monty Python's a um, a comedy group from the UK who over the years have done a bunch of TV shows, movies. Uh, one of their movies is called Life of Brian and one of their movies is called The Holy Grail. Monty Python and oh, the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Oh, The Holy Grail. I... I've heard of it. Yeah. So. Oh, no, I'm thinking of something else. Life of Brian basically follows the life of this guy named Brian who is alive at the same time as Jesus. And uh, just because of pure circumstance, everyone thinks that he's the Messiah. So everyone thinks that he's like Jesus. They think that he's this great Messiah but he's just some guy and he's just like, no, st- stop following me. Stop doing all of these things. And um, and at the end, there's this song that they sing called Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. It's a great movie. It's a great, great movie. Mm. I'm not really thinking about many movies at the moment. The only movies that I'm really thinking about are stuff I'm looking forward to this year. And we've already talked about that, so we don't need to retread that. We will just quickly touch on it. John Wick. John Wick Chapter 4 only. And Gran Turismo, can I just say. Yeah, but that one's so far off. John Wick's only a month away. I don't care. Um, That's my most excited film probably this year. Get out. Why? Get out. I've told you. I don't I'm, want you here. I've told you I'm so excited for John Wick. How dare you. And it taunts me every day because I watch the trailer every you. day. You know, I've actually watched that trailer more than the Fast X trailer. Wow. I. It's I, a better trailer. That's why. No, I did love the Fast X trailer, but, you know. But the John Wick trailer is better. Objectively. Anyway. Not the first one. I prefer the second one. Sure. And the behind the scenes one. Regardless. If it's first one to the Fast X trailer, then I'm definitely taking the Fast X trailer. Regardless, my point still stands. No, it doesn't. Your point doesn't stand. This final question. You're just a Fast and Furious hater. Let's move on. This final question comes directly from Decky. Um, Decky, would you like to say anything? It's okay, Decky. I'll I'll read it out for you. Put the thumbs down. I'll read it out for you, Decky. So, the final question from the mouth of Decky. That's my nickname, the mouth of Decky. Sounds very disturbing. It's like, oh, wait, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. No! Stop making these references that I wouldn't know. Well, guess what? Become more cultured, child. You won't let me watch Lord of the Rings. And also, I don't want to watch it. Okay. Since when have I never let you watch Lord of the Rings? I'm not interested. 
Exactly. It's not a question of me not letting you. It's a question of you not having any interest. Yes, I literally don't have any interest. Anyway. One interest is to watch all the Die Hard films, but that's another time. Anyway. We're getting sidetracked in this episode. This is a very messy one. So Declan's jet lagged. You're not jet lagged. You haven't been anywhere. Not in a literal sense, but you know. What do you mean jet lagged in a metaphorical sense? Sometimes people say when they're tired, I'm jet lagged. No, they say I'm tired like normal people. Not everyone's normal. Evidently, you're in the room. Anyway, okay. Declan's walk- question. I'm walking out. Oh, he's he's chucked the headphones off. Declan's question will never be heard by our listeners. <laughs> he just <laughs> muted my microphone. <laughs> the little, you weird little creep. You weird little creep. Can we all just get a round of applause in that? No. Anyway, Declan's question. Declan's going to punch your lights out if you don't let his question get to air. He's going to be very disappointed. Cooper, why do you think that distance education is the right path forward for you? Well, I've kind of already touched on that a little bit throughout. A little bit, but, but run us through your thinking. You know, it's definitely... A lot easier, and I'm not just saying that because I don't want to put the work in, but it's a lot easier for the amount of benefits that you get out of it. You know what I mean? Yep, I I get what you're saying. Like, it's a lot easier, and it gives me the same amount of benefits that normal school would. There's just a lot less, you know... there's a lot of talk about the path of least resistance, you know, Occam's razor. The um the most obvious answer sometimes is the best and the the shortest path that gets you where you're going is sometimes the best. What? I have no idea what he just said. Anyway, moving on. It's philo- it's philosophy. Stop anyway. saying things I don't understand. We'll start understanding. You've cultured me in Marvel and Star Wars. That's as far as I'm going. <laughs> Likely story. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Um, yeah, and kind of all the other stuff I've already touched on, you know. It's easier, lots of benefits, you know, relaxing, get, get a day off if you do it, you know. Just that kind of stuff, really. You're getting more out of the work that you put in. You know, you're getting free time out of the work that you put in. You're You're getting... getting, You're getting more for less time, I think, is a way to phrase it. And that's what we call a bargain. That's what we call low prices. Lowest prices are just the beginning. What? Bunnings. I don't watch Bunnings, Alex. I'm not on... Lowest prices are just the beginning. I watch, burn, 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 burn. Uh, I watch McDonald's ads, not Bunnings ads. Wow. <laughs> okay. I love I love the one ad. Remember, you know the one I'm talking about, right? With the song. Yes. With the song. 
Declan's nodding his head in approval. We cannot sing the song. We will get copyright struck. We're going to get copyright struck on the Tell Me Why section. No, because we don't do the full song, but you're going to want to do most of the song. No, not the full song. Yes, you are. No, because I don't remember half of it. (laughs) Then there's no point. (laughs) All right. So the, the... kind of too long didn't read version of of Cooper's homeschooling experience is that you know it's same amount of work but because you have that flexibility in the hours that you work you can really maximize your time and in turn maximize your relaxation time your leisure time all of these kind of things yeah it's probably less work but they kind of figure out a way to put everything into the less work without making it challenging. Without making it challenging. Without it being challenging. Right, okay. Like, because, you know, if you put everything into smaller units, then it'd probably get a lot more challenging. It doesn't happen here. Yeah, right. So instead of um, oversaturating you with information, you're getting the, the important stuff rather than the filler. Yes. Okay. Well, lovely listeners, that's about the end of our show. And now it's time for you to do your voice. Yay. No. Now it's time for you to do your voice. Oh, God. I was hoping it was just going to do it there. No. You gave me, you said too many mean things about my German accent from last week. Hey, that was Declan. I just agreed with him. Yes, but I can't take retribution isn't on that, Declan. Isn't that correct? Declan, his German accent was terrible. See, he's I nodding. I can't take retribution. I cannot take retribution on Declan he's because nodding. he is my boss. He's nodding. You, you I can take retribution. Well, your boss on. is disappointed. How disappointing! All right, your voice, Cooper. Uh-oh. It's Eggsy from the Kingsman. Really. Yes, you're going to be taking us out. Wait, question. Eggsy from Kingsman. Is it the formal Eggsy with his suit or is it crazy Eggsy? Entirely up to you. Actually, that's probably a good one because this is kind of based on the Kingsman, isn't it? Given our name. Speak away, bruv. I, I don't think it was inspired by the Kingsman, but I mean, it's certainly kind of... Well, Adjacent. I haven't, I haven't heard bruv anywhere else. I hear bruv all the time, bruv. Well, that's only because I say it <laughs> constantly. Anyway, bruv, go ahead. All right, lads. You know, I can't do a South London accent. Well, guess what? This is my vengeance. I'm vengeance. That was the worst Batman voice I've ever heard, but you know. Well, guess what? That was the worst Eggsy voice I've ever heard, so do better. <laughs> it sounded like a Rob Pattinson voice. 
I just said that. And I... your laugh sounded like a balloon losing air. Yes, it did. <laughs> I just I just say that to or annoy mum. Or a duck mom. being strangled. I do actually like Robert Pattinson. I just say it to annoy mum because mum loves sorry. I'm Robert sorry. Pattinson. You're saying it wrong. Robat Bat and Bat. Yes. Robat Bat and Bat. Thank you to the Weekly Planet for giving us one of my favourite phrases to say. Instead of Robert Pattinson, his name is Robat Bat and Bat. I do actually secretly quite love Robert Bat and Bat, but I mean, I just say it to annoy mum because it triggers her. But you know, guess what? You cannot escape from this eggsy accent. You're going to do it, and you're going to do it now. Hey. It took you five hours to do the German accent terribly, so I'm going to do the same. Well, make it a quicker five hours. Well, you should have done that. All right, bruvs. We'll see you later. I'm about to go... What does he do in the first one? I'm about to go steal this lad's car and do some... What did he do? Donuts in it? Some Donuts. <laughs> For someone who was in the first film, you really don't know a lot of the events that happened in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, please follow us on social media. Get in contact with us on email. <laughs> oh, my God. This has gone really terrible. Please like and subscribe. That's impossible on all of our streaming platforms and... Goodbye, bruvs. That was terrible. That was. I'm. I'm just gonna end this by saying. Good evening, everyone, and remember, manners maketh man. I was about to say, are you Harry or something. I. I guess one could say that I'm Harry. Manners maketh man. Or I could be Pedro Pascal from the second film. What manners maketh. Man. No, he's Let me translate that for you. No, he says it a lot faster. Manus maketh man. Let me translate that for you. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Oh. The shout-out segment. Thanks for the reminder. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We would really appreciate it if you follow the podcast as we grow. We are going to try to post a new episode every week as we're getting started. If you want to follow our socials, you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. If you want to get into contact, if you want to get in contact with us, you can either DM us on Instagram or email us at speedawaybrubpodcast at hotmail.com. We want to hear you. Speed away, bruvs. Talk at you soon, listeners.